coming to get you, Barbara. Here's some money. Go see a Star Wars. But I'm trying, Ringo. I'm trying real hard to be the shepherd. Welcome back to Long Walk Talks. My name is David Hensley. I'm the owner and creative director of Long Walk Productions, and I am joined today, as always, by my two co-hosts, Stan Wilson-Lee. My phone's smarter than me. It usually is. And Chris Wilson-Barnes. What the fuck is a podcast? <laughs> and... Should we that... go back to the BSA? No. <laughs> And that is Chris's way of saying our topic today. We are going to continue our Kevin Smith filmography discussion by talking about the film Jay and Silent Bomb Strike Back. This is somehow Kevin Smith's fifth film because I I have to keep reminding myself of that. I always forget about Dogma and uh, came out in 2001 and it involves Jay and Silent Bob going to Hollywood and making so, so many meta jokes and callbacks. <laughs> well, like the first 10 to 15 minutes of the movie is basically Kevin Smith going, who the fuck would want to watch a Jay and Silent Bob movie? Okay, I'd ar- this, this movie is an hour and 47 minutes long. Yes. I'd argue that an hour and 46 of it is... <laughs> Uh, Kevin Smith going, who the fuck would want to watch this movie? He's just, he just, but like the, the big opening after the, uh, Jay and Silent Bob quote unquote origin scene is, is, and them getting restraining orders, just them, is just his silent, uh, it's just his, uh, subtle way, not even subtle, but just of him no. going, just him, uh, just ma- winking is like, yeah, I, yeah, it's like, who would want silent, Jay and Silent Bob to headline a movie? There are three. Aside glances in this movie. Direct, yeah, direct looks at the camera. I mean, within the first 10 minutes, you've got Ben Affleck's character saying, who the fuck would want to watch a Jay and Silent Bob movie? And then he and Jay and Silent Bob look directly into the camera while Bob is mugging. Yeah. I mean, we're already talking about it, but that's our, our first discussion topic is um, how many... Well, okay, so I'll reverse these from the order. How meta is too meta? Stan, what do you think? Is this film too meta, or is it just right? There, There is no saying that it's not meta enough. It's not a matter of too meta, not meta enough, or just right. I'm... I, I, okay, I, I guess I'm at a disadvantage here because I think it's perfectly meta. So, so just right then. Probably like, more than so just the second right. thing so, yeah, I said. Yeah, just right. Because um, I, I don't know. I, I I loved every because they got they've gotten to the point, and I had and and to go along with that, I hadn't realized that uh, uh, Brian Haller, uh Brian O'Halloran, Brian O'Halloran, and uh, um, Jeff Anderson, Jeff Anderson had been in that many. <clears throat> Views. And it turns out they've been in a lot. And uh, so the continuation of that, uh, not that Clerks was necessarily meta, but the idea of what they were commenting on, and that that's continued as a through line through this whole universe, this VSQ universe. And I think they've come to the point where since it's now Jay and Silent Bob, who have always been that viewpoint that Kevin Smith has done his films through, it's like, 
Yeah, I think it's right on. Um, I, if I'm remembering correctly, and I should know this considering we just watched all these movies back to back, mm-hmm. Chasing Amy is the only film that doesn't feature Brian O'Halloran or Jeff Anderson in some capacity, right? It, I, but isn't what's his face? He plays his brother, the newscaster, right? Uh, uh, well, he's in Dogma as the newscaster. Yeah, and um, he's the yes. Brian O'Halloran is the second suitor in yes, um, yes, yes, in Mallrats. I think you're right. I think it's the only one where I swear to God, he I don't might. Think, no, uh, he might be again. He might have played another. Like I don't know if Grant Hicks shows up in both Dogma and Chasing Amy, but I feel like he might have been on like a TV briefly. Yeah, there's a um, Dante Hicks, a Gil Hicks, and a Grant Hicks. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, identical yeah. triplets. Um, it's, it's, it's funny that I was like, cause I know Brian O'Halloran kept trying out for the, for roles in the movies and, and he never got the, <laughs> he never got the higher up parts, but, uh, Kevin Smith always found a role for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except in Chasing Amy. Yeah. Again, I <laughs> well, think again, I could again, be wrong about that. Yeah. I think aside from Jay and Silent Bob, he wanted to keep that one the furthest from his previous efforts. Yeah. So probably well, the most meta thing for me though, uh, sorry, Chris, but, uh, probably the most meta thing that I didn't realize uh, between my viewings, because it had been a little while since I'd seen it the first time or the last time and this time viewing it, uh, which was Monday, I think, um, was uh, Jason Lee's uh, being both. Uh, Banky uh, and uh, Brody. Brody. Banky and Brody. Uh, Brody yeah. showing up first and then I'm like, wait. And the, and, and the, the scary part is that. Brody meets James and Bob in a comic shop. So it like it it jarred me for a moment because oh he's they're talking to Banky, but no, no, they hadn't got to Banky yet. Uh they're talking to Brody in the um coffee shop or in the comic shop. So it's like, um, I really needed that call. <laughs> but uh uh God help anyone who hadn't seen the well, I'll say three films prior to this because the film yeah. does not reference dogma at all, aside from one line where Jay says God herself. No, there's a, there's a second reference, but it's not one anyone really would have picked up on. What's the second one? At oh, the end. yeah. After the credits. Oh, the yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Universe. That woman. Uh, well, and, and that, that leads to, to my answer is like, it's ridiculously meta. It's. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying that in a bad way because this this clearly based on that after credits scene uh, and the way that and Jay also blatantly in a meta sense says it's like we're in a fucking cartoon. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, yeah. It's like this is basically the Jay and Silent Bob's big cartoon adventure. As Smith's intention was basically saying, oh, this is the end of the Viewersk universe, and what way to draw it to a close then? take the sideshow characters who have been a through line through all the previous movies and give them their one big adventure that just kind of meshes everything together and a big meta party <laughs> and and g- just go out with a bang. And I think that was the idea. On a surface level, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. And I should say, I enjoyed this one uh, a lot more than I did the other four that we watched. Yeah. Um, but on an, on the other hand... This movie cost $22 million Smith tells, to make. Smith tells, uh, on I think it's the first evening with Kevin Smith, he tells the story of making this movie and how much, um, well, how much, of, how much easier it was than making the other ones because they had such a properly huge budget for this one that especially Scott Mosier was like the most chill he'd ever been on the movie <laughs> because instead of having to like stress and figure out how he was going to pull something together, he was like, yeah, just cut a check. <laughs> right. 
Um, and then he had he did have Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck to pay and Matt Damon to pay. Did you uh, see the joke money. in the credits about that? Where he when, yes. when he's thanking yes. he's thanking Aff, he's thanking Affleck and Damon and <laughs> he has a line about Ben Affleck and 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 then the, the Matt Damon's thanks is follows and it's just like. And basically, he's like he, he charged less than Affleck <laughs> exactly. did to appear in the movie. Exactly. And then he had Carlin and Chris Rock came back. Yeah. So it's like the idea that all these people came back once they got known and could could demand a, a check. You know, it's like so they had to pay him. So it's like, well, by the I time, need at least twenty two million dollars to pay these guys. I mean, by the time the dogma came out, um, Chris Rock and George Carlin were already pretty well known. Yeah. Um. But yeah, if you told me that this big love letter to the four films prior to it cost four million, <laughs> five million, six million dollars, I'd have been like, "Good on you, Kevin Smith. You you made the movie that ties the whole thing together." But when you tell me that this movie cost twenty two million dollars, it's a twenty two million dollar love letter to his own work. That and I, I, I realize that it sounds incredulous that to say I enjoyed this movie, but it still boggles the fucking mind. And he even preempts most of the <laughs> most of the uh, m- most of the criticism about the movie at the end when everyone's walking out of the Blunt Man and Chronic movie, and Hooper X tells Bank- Banky is like you turned your characters into like a ninety minute. Uh, Dick and fart joke. Dick and fart. Basically, because that's what the movie was, Dick, fart, and gay jokes. Yeah. (laughs) That's what's especially funny is um, apparently after how controversial Dogma was, Smith set out to make a funny, feel-good comedy Mm -hmm. that wouldn't offend anybody. Mm. And instead, um, he really pissed off the LGBTQ community with the sheer number of gay jokes in the movie. That, and he went whole hog on the word retarded. Yeah. He really did, and I, I was he trying to break a record for the word "fuck." I mean, <laughs> I know. Probably look, I, I, that's half of Jay's song at the beginning. It is. <laughs> well, it's Jay. It's Baby Jay's first line. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> Baby Jay. I really should have just wrapped these first two topics into one instead of splitting them up. But the next is how many callbacks is too many callbacks? Because when the movie is not being meta about itself it's a it's just callback it's callbacks to other movies Ninety yeah. percent <clears throat> of the plot is hey remember what happened in this other movie god help you if you didn't see it you're not going to get this one. Oh, and you're probably not going to get that one or this one it's just all over the place i, I again I, it me, it's like if you hadn't seen if you were not a Kevin Smith fan anyway and had seen the earlier stuff, you're probably not seeing Jay and Silent Bob anyway. So. <clears throat> funny, funny about that. But you know who who would watch it without, uh, without, without, without caring that that stuff went over their head? I'll tell you who, because this movie is turning 20 years old this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, 20 years ago, I was a senior in high school. I remember seeing this movie in theaters. Having not seen any of the others? Having not seen, well, not seen them all together, like all at once or like even like, you know, all the way through. But I watched this movie. I laughed. Imagine a, uh, an audience member going into this completely green, being very confused when Ben Affleck shows up in the beginning as Holden McNeil yeah. and then as himself. No yes at the end. Yes. How fucking confusing would that be? And it's not like 
at least he had a uh, well no he didn't even have his beard at the beginning he was just looked like yeah. Ben Affleck oh yeah he didn't even bother with there's the no there's no disguising Jason Lee like mm-hmm. anybody who saw him show up as Banky at the end was probably like why is the guy from the comic book shop now <laughs> was, a movie producer I was vaguely aware they were the same characters I remember watching it before but I was like I was like with the same actor I should say but I was like I guess they're different for some reason yeah yeah, yeah um, I mean. As far as like callbacks go, you really can't top the the ending where pretty much I think literally every one of Kevin Smith's characters Snowball is there. I who I noticed yep. for the first time yep. this this view around. He's a staring at the lights in the ceiling, saying the exact same line that he said in uh, Clerks. Clerks. That's beautiful, man. Yeah. Um, Walt and Steve Dave yep. are there. Yep. Um, we already pointed it out. Um, Banky and Hooper X yes. are there, and now a couple. Yes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Hooper X, yeah, confirms it. (laughs) Alyssa and her sister, Trisha Jones, are there. Yep. And it's just... I you look at you so you look at so many love letter movies like Hatchet is the perfect example of a love letter movie. It's a horror movie that is just all about how much it loves and how much the director loved 80s slasher films. So for Kevin Smith to have made a love letter to himself is fucking bonkers. This couldn't be more re- self-referential if, unless it was like a fan film that someone had made for them. Well, for fuck's sake, when Mark Hamill shows up, <laughs> yeah. the film pauses so that a screen can come up and say, look, hey, it's kids. Mark Hamill. Hey, kids, it's Mark Hamill. Applause. Yes. It's... Uh... Again, I know it sounds weird to say that I, I liked this one more than the others, but mm-hmm. it it's still still mind-boggling to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it almost in spite of how obnoxious it is. It it is obnoxious, but again, since the since the original idea seemed to be this is the end for a view askew in particular, I get it. I mean, yeah. I, I totally get it. I mean, clearly it was not the end of the view askew. Every and every actor who was there or and director who was there as themselves was I mean, just parroting and having a fun time. Yeah, Wes fucking Craven shows up. Wes Craven shows up. <laughs> Which okay, all right, this is the perfect time because I really, really wanted to throw a fucking curveball at yeah. you guys. Okay. And watching this again last night would have made this even more confusing. I was going to throw Scream Three mm. into the mix as, as part of the View of universe. Have you guys seen Scream 3? Yes. I can't remember. Probably not. There is a point near the beginning where um, Courtney Cox's character, Gail Weathers, is on uh, Dimension Studio lot. And she walks by Jay and Silent Bob, who turn around and look at her. And Jay says, hey, Silent Bob, isn't isn't that that bitch Connie Chung? (laughs) So I almost said that this. I mean, I I, I was aware that they had guested, that they had yeah get a cameoed. It makes it even more. Then you have to also include Degrassi. Oh yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but so in Scream Three, they are characters in Wes Craven's film. In Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back, Wes Craven is a character in their film. Mm-hmm. This is starting to get more and more like existential. And, and the idea that Shannon Shannon Doherty is an actor in Wes Craven's film where, but we don't know if she's playing a, uh, an actor. F- oh, no, he does call her Shannon. So I mm-hmm. guess, it, I guess um, she is Shannon Doherty and not her Mallrats character. But, um, but the idea that 
uh, that was the crossover for that, you know, and the callback to that. Well, at one point, uh, Jay asked Jason Biggs if he really got to fuck that girl exactly. from American Pie. <laughs> yeah, Jay, that girl, girl he's referring to is Shannon Elizabeth, Elizabeth yeah. who plays Justice in this movie. Still one of the also sweetest. really hammering point, hammering home the point that Jay is so dumb. He's like Homer Simpson, where he can't differentiate between actors and anything they've ever mm-hmm. played. Now, see, I feel like if the Marvel Universe really wanted to cash in on this, they'd make this part of like Doctor Strange's multiverse of madness. <laughs> because honest to God, after the last five minutes of describing all of the meta ness of this film, it's like several different universes collapsed into each other, and it's just madness. Like five minutes after the end of Jay and Silent Bob, it should have cut to them in a barren wasteland of flames and screaming children. <laughs> Just society has collapsed from so many different universes colliding. Well, it's, and see, now, you, you, first of all, I, I wonder how far into the question of folding it into like the Doctor Strange multiverse idea Kevin Smith would he, pick up on it and just scream, Yes, oh dear God, right. yes. And two, he's got the he's got the back door end because he could you could do it through Mephisto via hell. Yeah. <laughs> With dogma. That truly would be a hellscape, yeah. <laughs> um But would you hate it if it happened? You know, I can't say that I would or not I, I because would, prior would, to this I wouldn't. Prior to us starting this retrospective about Kevin Smith, if yeah. you had asked me what I would have thought the order would have been, like of enjoyment. I probably would have told you that Chasing Amy would be number one and Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back would be dead last. Really? Yeah. Now, though, five (laughs) films into it, I don't know what the fuck is happening. (laughs) Up is down. Black is white. Nothing makes sense anymore. And Clerks 2 is coming up. (laughs) Yeah. Well, next we've got Clerks the Cartoon and then Clerks 2. Technically, Clerks the Cartoon came before Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back because they aired in 2000, but... Yeah, yeah, we're doing those out of order. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. What what and kind then of the reboot? <laughs> what kind of hell have we found ourselves in? Who could have predicted this? Uh, I believe this? it's called the Viewers Universe. Yeah, <laughs> who could have predicted this 4 months ago? <laughs> I'm having a fun time. I don't know about you. All right, well, while we're talking about being obnoxious, which of Jay's catchphrases Bong. is worse? Bong. Snoogans, Snoochie Boochies. Or bong bong, don't bury the lead, Chris. Sorry, I think we're I, we are all going to agree on this. What's worse, Stan, Snoogan, Snoochie Boochies, or bong? Well, I get, he recognizes Snoochie Boochies and Snoogans as something that they don't really say. So I guess that's it, a lie. That is a that is a lie of the devil. He recognizes but, that at the end of chasing amy he does. But, but when they have that super meta moment yes. of who the fuck that's who who writes that baby talk <laughs> only for dogma and this those are 90 percent of jay's his fucking first lines. line his first line in dogma um uh <clears throat> i guess i i'm i'm not bothered by bong um i don't think it's i don't think it's clearly a jay ism because it's only used the one time, I I mean in and does he use it the later? The one movie, yeah, he uses it like three you, uh, okay. times. Yeah, I, I know he uses it in this movie a lot, but the okay. idea that it's not crossing over to other films, I don't I don't remember more, it in Clerks or you're giving this way more gravitas. Than but, but, but yeah, but the idea that um, 
again, I'm at a disadvantage here because I don't. I'm. I love them as characters, and that's it's like, fine. And and it's that's, like that's fine. If I if I did hate any of them, it would probably be, um, uh, uh, uh not not Snoochie Boochies no, or Snoogans. Snoogans is the one I. It, but um, when he uses it with Shannon Elizabeth, when he uses it with Justice, I was like, oh I was totally into it. So. You know, there, there's a, a certain point of diminishing returns and they hit they hit it very on in both Dogma <laughs> and Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back because there's a certain amount of like, all right, Jay's a fucking kook. Of course he has his own slang, but it's around the... I don't know, I'll be conservative and say 2,000th time he says these things that you're like, Jesus, God, what is this nonsense that he's saying? But at least those two, I mean, Snooch, Snoochie Boochies, Snooch to the Nooch, Snoogans, those were at least somewhat established. Yes. Uh-huh. Bong, bong, however you pronounce it. Bong. bong. That, that was a new thing and just it felt forced. He he drove it into the ground the first time he said it, which is fucking impressive yes. because it usually <laughs> takes a while. It's usually like one swing and that 10 spike was in the ground. It was below ground. It was no longer doing its job of holding the tent in place. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I, 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 it's like, yeah, um, sh- you look like because, we're punching your puppies. No, no, it's like, I, I, it doesn't bother me because it's not, it's not like you said, Chris, it's not established and it, and it wasn't kept. Uh, so it got through this movie, but I don't remember it being used later. So, it but, was I, a couple but I could times. be proved wrong when it's used in Clerks Two or something. But uh, I, I, I think he dropped it after this movie. So. I think so. Yeah. But by the time we get to Jay and Silent Bob Three, when they're both in their seventies, <laughs> Jay Jay will be used by the American government at Guantanamo Bay to torture prisoners by just. He won't let them sleep because periodically he'll just blurt out, (laughs) bong. Which, yes. uh, And they'll be like, God damn it, I'll tell you whatever you want. I'll tell you where the bombs are. They'll be American heroes, finally. It'll be everything Kevin Smith ever wanted. And and this get because it's a a useless and ends up lost. Let's, I'll go with bong. Then. Okay, but I I just don't like the use. We did it. We swayed him. I, I don't like the use. Of, <laughs> That's peer pressure, friends. Uh, snuggins throughout the rest of his stuff. So it's weird. Snooches, snoochy boochies, and the other versions of snooches and stuff. I re- I was using that after the first. You know, when I was a kid watching after seeing these movies, I would use those words. I'll be, you know? I'll so be honest. Like, I can't really hate them, but uh, but the, snuggins is the one I. It's, it's weird because we have the opposite opinion of something that does not matter. Um, I know, right? <laughs> also, when you were a kid quoting these, you would have been in your 30s when this movie came out. But, I know. But, but, but to the point, it's like, I it's weird kid. because out of all those things, the, the one that sounds most natural to me is Snoogans. It flows better to me. That sounds the most like somebody's personal slang that they would make up. Snoochie Boochie sounds like baby talk <laughs> and bong just sounds like torture. And, and, and I'm gonna fucking rig speakers around your house when you're snooch, not home. When he, when he uses sniggins with, with objects of his affection, yeah, uh, with persons of his affection, i.e., uh, justice. Yeah. I think you mean boo boo kitty fuck. Boo boo kitty fuck. It comes out much better for me, you know, because he's actually he's actually using it as in a term of endearment. Where uh, snooches, snoochaboochies and stuff is like fuck, you know. It's I, it's, it's multi, it's mul- it's verb, it's adjective, it's adverb. We've spent it's far not, too long on this. Know, we have, <laughs> but, but still. About this time so, last year, I watched yeah, Jay and Silent Bob reboot, 
And spoiler alert for that movie, Shannon Elizabeth shows up again. Oh. And I haven't watched this movie. I haven't watched Strike Back in so long that like one of the first lines her and Jay have when they interact is he calls her boo-boo kitty fuck. And she says, oh, you remembered. remembered. And I was watching this movie like, what the fuck does that boo-boo kitty fuck? <laughs> it had been so long since I had seen that movie. I'd forgotten all about boo-boo kitty fuck. God. Yeah, Chris, I think we're both in agreement. Bong is the most obnoxious of Jay's fucking catchphrases. It, at least, I mean, because it, it's weird. The reason I've been willing to entertain this for so long is because from an eti- eti- etymological I can't even think of the right word. This, Jay has destroyed my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Which is all right. From, from, We're gonna from, walk. A, from a language standpoint, like you, you see the evolution of Snooch yeah. and Snooch of the Nooch, which is the most tortured aspect of that one, and Snoochie Boochies and Snoogans. Again, that makes sense in a, in a, in in a an way. etymological level. <laughs> yes, that one, the word. Um, but where the I mean, like aside from the fact that they smoke out of them, where the fuck did Bong come from? Yeah, that's that. That's how I I couldn't tie it into yeah. anything because. You, you have a feeling that all those other words have come out of something, and yeah. they usually do, but we don't see him smoking a bong or anything before he uses it. There's no touch. There's no tie-in. Somebody uses it first before he does in the movie, right? Or am I, I wrong? I don't think it? so. Because, no, Affleck does when they're talking to Holden McDeal when they, he uses bong, right? Right. You're right. He uses bong first, right? Holden, that's where Jay gets it from. He latches onto the fact that Holden does it for no good reason. I do. I watched this movie last night and don't remember. I, I did not think not, about it. Till, yeah, you're right. Affleck does it for no good reason. I just remember him and saying, "Look at these later two When they meet him later. Well, look at these two morose motherfuckers. That's all I remember because I was like, when, "God damn!" When, there's when another callback to chasing internet. Amy. It's when he introduces the internet and so all this stuff, and then boom. He does. He does do that. It. It. it yeah. He's right. I'm not going to watch the movie again to confirm. I'm <laughs> just going to take you at Damn your it, word. I almost you tricked fast him. fast forward. Um, but he does. That's still asking a lot. He, he, but I, I, I have a question. But I know I it's not on the docket. From. I have one question uh-huh. about Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith, I, I don't know if he slowed down or stopped any, but you know, he's he's very much a guy who's he's a, he's, he's a smoker. He's very much into weed culture. How does he make it look like so much of a joke all the fucking time? Well, I think that was just the thing uh, in 2001, like smoking weed like as get, a culture, as a subculture. jokes about it, but it's just like, it's... Uh, weed at that time was the butt of every joke. Yeah, I know, but I just... Half Jesus, man. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, express. yeah. It I mean, was, was it was fine in, in, as a background thing in Chasing Amy, but man, I got real tired of One Man and Chronic. Oh, yeah. Oh boy, yeah. We didn't even. It's not even on the docket to discuss Blunt Man and Chronic because I think we saw exactly as much of that as we needed to see. But James Vanderbeek and 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 what's his face? And, and, but James Vanderbeek and, and, and Jason the, Biggs. Jason Biggs and Mark Hamill as Cockknocker. Well, let's not. We'll get there. <laughs> we're burying the lead here yet again. Oh, I, did, I thought we weren't getting there. Um. No, because our next topic isn't really much of a topic at all, as much as it is uh, an observation. Oh, to say nothing of, of cameos, Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher. Well, yeah, we're get, we're going to get there. Okay. Um, Favorite moment. My God, the internet has not changed in 20 years. No. It's as, still the same, isn't it? 
as Ben Affleck... It's gotten louder and dumber yeah. because of social media. Yeah. Like, as Ben Aff- as Holden was explaining to Jay and Silent Bob what the internet was, <laughs> great. I was thinking to myself, like, it'd be really nice to believe that with the advent of social media and Wikipedia and all these endless resources for knowledge that the internet would have evolved in some fashion in 20 years. No. Everything that he said is still spot on. The internet is a place where people collect, uh, come together to bitch about movies and share pornography. Yeah. And it, that, that has only gotten worse because of Reddit. Man, I, I can't oh my god the things you and can 4chan. say the things you can say about reddit alone with a with only a, fans with james Island Bob's only fans only fans Porn. you don't know you don't yeah. know only fans well yes i know what only fans is it's like, but that's it's not like 4chan times eight you don't know what only fans is <laughs> well, wow only fans yeah <laughs> are you just saying words now maybe desk no, lamp <laughs> desk lamp is like the new 4chan and reddit I didn't say new 4chan. It's 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 yeah. 4chan is the is the board. Look at that wall outlet. But All they do fans. on that wall outlet is talk about movies and politics. OnlyFans is basically like those um, those red light district. Yeah, uh, but you have message boards. Bo- yeah, and you you can do you can be on it and be OnlyFans. Oh man, I can't wait until later tonight when I'm promoting this podcast on Light Switch. <laughs> Stop giving away free social app ideas. Hey, uh, hey I'm 98 years old. Did you guys old. sign up for Chairleg yet? Hey, come on. You keep saying stuff like that, but it sounds plausible. I'm old. I am Jay and Silent Bob in this I mean, thing, hell, there, I mean... Did you hear that Bill Gates just offered to buy Mousepad for $6 billion? What about Tripod? Oh, wait, Tripod used to be free internet sites. Oh, man, GeoCities. All right. GPS. That's some real angel fire there. Oh, my Yahoo. So, <clears throat> Damn my right. MySpace. I don't know if you can tell, uh, listeners, but there's not a whole lot to discuss about this movie because out of five topics, we're already on the last one. I realize how bad and disparaging this sounds before I say it because I realized it when I wrote it and sent it to you guys last night. Um, And I say this, despite what I said earlier, out of the love and respect for Kevin Smith, but my God, name a more self-indulgent movie. Honestly, name a movie in which the filmmaker was more self-indulgent than Kevin Smith with this film. I defy you. There's I don't know about more, but there's there's some on the level. I didn't I did zero research. Um but but there's some. I mean, at least it it's more forgivable here to me at least because it's just it's meant to be funny. Mhm. I mean, there there are some serious. I, I see that argument, and I counter it. I'm, I'm not with twenty two million dollars. <laughs> I will accept. <laughs> What's the movie with uh, Ray Fine and and uh, Harry Potter? Well, not Harry Potter. Red Dragon. <laughs> not uh, Red Dragon. Um, uh, the one he did with Madonna about having a baby. Schindler's List. No, the um, Schindler's List was pretty fucking self indulgent. Chris Scott Thomas, uh, English Patient. That oh. was more self indulgent. That's and and that's supposed to be serious. Well, at least we're in this. You were very much more brought in because of its funny, of its fun, of its you know. It's like 
English patient, it was just like, oh God, I'm an artist. And that's worse in, in self-indulgency, I think. I, it's yeah. You're I, right. The artist was maybe a more self. <laughs> the artist movie. would have been. That's a that that's horrible. real talk. How did that movie win a fucking Oscar? I don't know. I think yeah. let's cancel the Kevin Smith discussion and spend <laughs> May and June talking about how the fuck I tell you, the I tell you what. Went. I tell you what. Any movie that's about old Hollywood is is probably a, about as self indulgent, if not more. So Mank. Yeah, probably. I, I you know because how they I feel they about because they mean it, <laughs> and, and the th- and the fact that. Everything about Mank, all the subject matter, is something I love, and I can't believe uh, one of my favorite filmmakers, David Fincher, just like totally shit the bed. Shit the bed. I I think so. More I like th- stank. I think he. I think he did. I, um, well done, Chris. And <laughs> no, you're not wrong because Katie felt the same way. I I, I thought get, uh, Gary Oldman was really good, but I I think he was in a different movie than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, even though he was playing the character he was supposed to be, but. I just think it was really, I know this is off topic, but bringing that up, the idea of self-indulgency and, and David Fincher, this, he's not a self-indulgent director. I don't think so. Um, no. Um, and this, and it turned out to be really, really. Okay. I can see the arguments for the English patient. Is that what you said? Yeah. The English patient and, uh, the artist, artist. and Mank. I can see those arguments. However, let me present to you this evidence. $22 million? $22 million that Kevin Smith to spent to literally write himself into a scene with Carrie Fisher. Mm-hmm. A lights... He, he, yes, yes. he wrote himself a lightsaber fight with Mark Hamill. He wrote for Jason Mewes multiple scenes of Muse making out with Shannon Elizabeth. Shannon Elizabeth's character is the uh, epitome of the girl choosing the worst guy. <laughs> right. Like, by the time she realizes that she's in love with Jay, you come to realize that even in this wild, fantastical <laughs> film, she is a fictional character. <laughs> like, she is a robot designed in a lab funded by the $22 million Stan, Stan, that okay. Kevin Smith <laughs> spent on this film. Stan, sure, it's okay. I agree with all of that. But, but the <laughs> also, idea that, she's, that her character, her character is the heart. Her character is... It, it, is the one beating, and we all, beating beauty of this movie, with the exception of God at the end, and and, and we learned thing, that the heart and, is dumb. And, but but she's so okay sincere about I know. her about, about who she sincere. is. About she, character. So and yes, Shannon she, Elizabeth she is, is a great, is a good and, actress. And she repeats it in 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 uh, reboot. And, and it still is sweet okay. and still is honest and still great. But let me ask you this. Do you know why her character Justice wears glasses in the movie? Why? Because Justice is blind. Okay. That was her, that she approached Kevin Smith and told him that her character should wear glasses because her name is Justice and Justice is blind. blind. That's everything that needs but, to be said. But um, that, so what? Okay. <laughs> so there's all of that. He somehow managed to get fucking, oh my God, the name just escaped me. The what? director of Goodwill Hunting. Gus Van Sant. Uh, oh my God, he got Gus Van Sant to be in it, who literally spends his entire screen time <laughs> counting his money. Uh, I'm busy here, Ben. And then Kevin Smith also wrote himself and Jason Mewes into a dance scene with Morris Day in the time. Yep. Sure. 
Okay, but David Fincher didn't write a scene in which he gets to get up on stage with Trent Reznor and Nine Inch Nails. Maybe that's Trent's I will, fault. I will though. counter all this with with one more thing. He's done it once, technically twice with reboot. Uh-huh. Adam Sandler has done has made a multiple. Oh movie fuck me! Deal. You're okay. right. Fuck me! You're Multi right. Multi movie de- thing out of being okay. being self indulgent with his fa- friends. <laughs> yeah. Right okay. Now. You just won that argument <laughs> because everything that Adam Sandler has done in the last uh, it's 2021. At so let's say 60 years <laughs> is more self indulgent than this one that film. he's done. That he's per, a person, but because we have we right have punch drunk lives, right. and, and we, and we have, have two uncut, gems. Uncut, we have yeah. two grown ups films. Yes, we have two we grown ups films. We know we someone do. who loves those films, and we okay. But Stan, Happy I don't think Madison. you're. I we have the Happy Madison. We have two grown ups films. <laughs> yes, this do. angers me more than the twenty two million dollars <laughs> thing did. Because I'm mad at God damn it, Jack and Jill. Chris. He I'm mad at you for bringing this up. How about Jack and Jill? He had more than twenty two million dollars to do. I mean, he had like hundreds of millions of dollars to do. Don't forget about the ridiculous six, right? Uh, Jack and Jill, mm-hmm. which gave us the infamous Dunkachino scene. Yeah, you convinced me. I, I I no longer consider this the most self-indulgent movie ever made. And then you can then you can uh, go with what's his face, um, Family Guy, and Seth MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane, uh, but but the thing is, he does like Kevin Smith does. He. He, you know, I almost he, he picks up a joke and he runs with it forever, and he totally indulges in it. But the thing is, he's doing it solely because he knows the payoff will be the payoff is Fox giving is him good. a check. Yeah, I almost yes, brought but up. It also makes us feel good. I almost brought up Seth MacFarlane earlier, talking about how you run a joke into the ground because for so <laughs> long the Seth MacFarlane method of comedy was you tell a funny joke. You let the joke go until it's no longer funny. Then it keeps going until it circles back around into be funny. being funny again. And then the longer that uh, McFarlane kept using this form of joke, like the more seasons the Family Guy went on, it it went right over the deep end again. So where it started funny, got unfunny, got really funny again, but then it just stopped being funny again. Well, well also Jason Mewes manages to skip all of that with Bong. <laughs> yes. I know we're jumping way the fuck back here, but he skips all of it and just goes straight to. <laughs> and this and was remember, never funny. though, remember this is though, honestly the most this, passionate I've seen you about a movie. In a this while. and Bong may have been what broke Kevin Smith's back when it comes to Jason Mewes because this was supposed to. Be I'm the, sure bongs were heavily this, involved but with the thing it is, yeah this was this was the movie that broke their relationship for 10 years well know, so, yeah if you um, want to make me sad sure you know uh because he was he got way i mean it went past marijuana went past you know uh, yeah i was reading about this cocaine. last night he he was going into straight up heroin and he you know he totally and and he would not listen to kevin smith it's like Dude, pull it back. Pull it back. Yeah. And, and Kevin Smith, Smith is like, described, I can't do this anymore. Smith described Muse as a walking time bomb yeah. on the set of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back because his addiction was so it was so prevalent at that point. Well, it's, obvious from, it's obvious from the first adult Jay and Silent Bob scene to the second because when they are in Brody's secret stash, Muse sounds like he's smoked 20 packs yeah. of cigarettes. Yeah. Um, Bringing it back to funny for a minute. Um, <laughs> yeah, please do. The thing you talked about with Family Guy, with the I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if it's the horseshoe theory of comedy or what, but um, South Park has an episode that highlights this. They distinctly talk about that phenomenon, 
where if you if you do push it far enough, it will become funny again, but then you have to know when to stop it. And Family Guy doesn't really know how to do that. Yeah, can we say Trey Stone? Um, Matt. Uh, Matt, Matt, no, right. Matt Stone and Trey Parker mm-hmm. are, are, are uh, self-indulgent. You know, it's like, I mean, even in their live action stuff, even in Book of Mormon, it goes... They, it they takes, are, but they but, know how and, to back and, off. And they back off, but yeah. they come to a point. I don't know. I have a hard time saying that those two are... Um, really self-indulgent. I'm going to laugh like a motherfucker, even if they are. So it's like they're accomplishing their task. I mean, I, I wish there was some kind of continuity between Cannibal the Musical, <laughs> Orgasmo, <laughs> Basketball, and Team America World Police. If that was a shared universe, I would shit my pants Is with glee. It it no, not? it's oh. not, unfortunately. Um, and then, and there's nothing more self well, jumping than watching. A and then jumping back to Family bomb. Guy, the other problem with their jokes sometimes is they just decide they're going to force a joke. Like, yeah. I think the epitome <laughs> of that is the Conway Twitty. Gag. I was about to say <laughs> what started out as like 10 second gags, eventually turning into an entire Conway Twitty performance. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was like yeah, okay, that's okay, that's funny because they're known for their non sequiturs. So when Peter just treats it like a hee haw episode, and goes, "Ladies and gentlemen, Conway Twitty." We've gone a long way from talking about Kevin Smith. But now that I'm thinking the, the about it, Trey, Trey Parker did get pretty self-indulgent when he wrote uh, his makeout scene with um, <laughs> Yasmin Bleeth in Basketball. Yeah. That is the same movie, though, where he wrote himself a makeout scene with Matt Stone. <laughs> right. Which is actually his, his kiss with Matt Stone is much more graphic than his kiss with Yasmin Bleeth. Yeah. Because he understands the, the comedy purpose of, well, he's yeah, I get a makeout scene with Yasmin Bleeth. But I also have to have a longer, grosser makeout scene with Matt Stone. With Matt, is it Matt Stone? Matt Stone. Yeah. I forget their Trey last Parker, name. Matt Stone. Yeah, I, I, Parker. Oh man. It's like the uh, the the vomiting scene in uh, Team America. America. Yeah. yeah. God, why didn't in I the do? Extended cut, it's or the pu- or the I, puppet sex scene. The puppet sex. Same. Well, thing. I I know what we're doing in 2022 now. <laughs> we're talking about the filmography of Trey Parker yes. and Matt Stone. All right. And then cool. in the second half of 2022, we're going to talk about Christopher Nolan because I've thrown <laughs> that's not happening this year. Is it not? We're going to spend July through December talking about the filmography of Adam Sandler. Okay. Strap in because it's going to be a long fucking year. I got we're going to do like I got Netflix. I, I, we're going to sure. we're going to have to do like four movies a year. I might have to pass on the no. On you're the, uh, you're until we get to punch drugs. You are 100 fucking no airbags. Yeah. We die like men. Or, or God we, damn it! You or, are starting at or, Billy Madison. <laughs> And you're watching Happy Gilmore and Little Nicky. So we're probably not including Punch Drunk Love. We're go, we'll talk about it, sure. We're going to be you really fucking sad. You get passing mentions only, mister. Yeah, we're all going to be really fucking sad. <laughs> we're going to talk about Fifty First Dates. We're even going to talk about Eight Crazy Nights. <laughs> yeah, strap in, motherfuckers. This those, is happening. No. Those are I'm bad, trying to remember man. the point where I, I legitimately stopped Little watching Nicky's his movies bad. because I have seen Eight Crazy Nights. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have too. Yeah. I... I I mean, it really wasn't. I do until love Wedding Singer. I can't help it. I, I do love the Wedding that Singer. That one is liked. Love. That one is liked. Yeah, um, it's a better film than a lot of them. Like I, I actually, I love I, the stuff that Drew Barrymore is. Again, we've come a long yeah. fucking way from talking about Kevin Smith. <laughs> I enjoy a lot of uh, '90s Adam Sandler films for yeah, what they yeah. were. It was around the time that we started getting two grown ups films, and all of his movies <laughs> exclusively featured Kevin James and. Um, but Chris and, Rock is in them. And Chris Rock, and, yes, and, and Chris uh, Rock knows the value of a paycheck. Yeah. And uh, who's the, oh God, the short guy that looks like a mouse? David Spade? David Spade, Spade. thank you. Um, Which reminds me, Dickie Roberts, former child star, not bad. (laughs) 
not a bad movie. You, I, and the stuff he did with Farley is. You could tell me either. that you were being serious or that you were joking, That's and I believe movie. you. That's yeah, a real it movie. is. Yeah. Oh, and man. I think it, I think it might, he might be right. All right. Well, we're we, more than we're more than halfway. Can we talk about <clears throat> Pikachu, Detective? Detective Pikachu? <laughs> no. <laughs> Even though it has nothing to do with Adam Sandler. <laughs> Look, we'll. Uh, <laughs> but Jason Lee. Taylor, on the on the on the first year anniversary, no, we'll do a retrospect. <laughs> yeah. My boy. Yeah. Dared, uh, Deadpool. <laughs> what? <laughs> I needed that pastry, man. What the fuck did this my, just turn don't into? Look at me. It looks like this is my fault. You started it. Though. All right. Well, the, these films. No, I the, guess Bong started it. Dude. The Viewers Universe is officially killing all three of us. No, it's all two more to go. I love the Askew Verniverse. <laughs> Dave, you're lucky you didn't. Uh, you were drinking <laughs> when he said that. Werner Herzog's View of Skewniverse. Oh my God, what would that? Werner <laughs> Herzog. But what is all the Kevin Smith movies? But what is awesome. a silent Bob, if not a Robert, that is too scared to talk? And then there's and then there's five fucks in a row. <laughs> oh man! Hey, tell me you don't love this scene at the new. Quick stop that. No one can see what you're doing. <laughs> no, they can't no one can see these hands. He is like Karma Miranda fuck dancing. You, fuck, 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 fuck. But that's actually, that's in the. You're just combining scenes, scenes, so scenes now. In the movie. But uh, 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 the Carrie Fisher joke I love because um, it's a great setup. Uh, and with a self-indulgent payoff, self-indul- but the thing is, Jay, Jay manages to find a he. He hitches a ride with a beautiful kicks woman. His ass, though. No, no, no. After that, I'm talking about a self-indulgent later. payoff where later, where they end up on a ride with a beautiful lady, and Jay does was it. going down on. Yes. Us. But that that yeah. that is also a comment about entering L.A. and entering <laughs> Hollywood. You know, so it's like you know. The yeah, that was that a thing. fucking metaphor. All right, it, it was a metaphor. <laughs> the, uh, but uh, but and then then. There's a great joke See, when, Dave, it's when they deep, get to we were LA wrong. and they're running through, running away from. We haven't talked about Will Ferrell. You're Wait, right, we was, haven't. Who, he was had, in it. Who has the name Marshall, Will, and Holly? Yes, that's out of Land of the Lost, and yep. then he went on to do Land of the Lost. And but this has been movie <laughs> trivia with Stan. <laughs> but then, but the joke where. The classic, classic uh, movie joke, Keystone Cops joke, when they're w- running through the uh, through the lot, back lot, and they turn a corner and they think they're going down, but they hit the oh flat. yeah, a backdrop. That was yeah. backdrop. Yeah. Looney Tunes. It's, yeah, it, it's a, it's hilarious. And the fact, and 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 it's like we talk about how self indulgent it is. He also was bringing in all these jokes that have influenced him, and it's like it's like yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, I know I'm self indulgent, but the thing is, these are jokes that people still will laugh at, and still people still see and enjoy. You know, there, and, I, and we talk about the we talk about the. Dick and gay jokes and stuff. You mean like eighty percent of the movie? Sure, it's eighty percent. But then there's that twenty percent of jokes that is yeah, but you that gotta, is bringing us back to why we laugh in the first place. You most know? of the people who watch it were laughing at the eighty percent, man. I, I, I agree, and I'm one of them. I have I have no problem I'm admitting not saying that I I'm not saying that it's I not love enjoyable, but that I love dick jokes. All right. Well, while I'm riding this joke train, I see your Marshall, Will, and Holly, Will Ferrell <laughs> goodness, but I also counter that argument. With Marshall, Will, and Holly murders an innocent mascot. He, he 
does. It might be the darkest moment in the entire movie. He suffers for it. <laughs> Kid looks through the hole. Yeah. And, and, and he, Marshall and Will and Holly and goes, he, he, he crack he literally cracks Jason Lee up. He does. It was that was an outtake left in the movie, hundred percent. It was it, yeah. it, because it's in the outtakes too. <laughs> oh, I didn't I didn't <laughs> and, see that part. And, like, and and the thing is he said that was brilliant, we keep it. And and the fact that he's literally cracking up the actor, Jason Lee, and not necessarily the 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 character of but, um, uh, of bro, of bro no it would Banky. be Banky. I will, I will um, admit there's some really there's some really I texted you about a couple of them some really smart things I loved in the movie which was when Jay I mean when Jay, there, there's a lot of quotable stuff I love I, there's a lot I love some of the lines I can still quote them I was still quoting them off and on before rewatching um, I love and when Jay is having his elaborate fantasy about making up with Justice who just walked into the restaurant. <laughs> And he, he he gets a hard on, and you hear "Bad Medicine" by Bon Jovi playing over the makeout, and Bob sees him, sees him, and he grabs does a double take, does a double take grabs a soda cup, and when he sticks it over Jay's dick, "Bad Medicine" gets muffled. It muffles the the day. Jay's music. penis is a speaker. It is a Bluetooth speaker. It's, I it's it's a. Good, I'm probably more like a blue veined speaker. It's a great. But, they didn't know what Bluetooth was. Then. It's. Oh, I'm mad that that kind of made me laugh. Um, but I, yeah, it's like that's a good editing joke. I it love. Is. Um, what else did I point? Oh, um, I pointed out to you over text when when the van blows up and Jay thinks that yes. the girls are inside. There's this choir singing. It's supposed to be you know, like the big dramatic moment where he's crying out to the heavens, and this choir sings out, "Justice is dead," <laughs> or so, so Jay thinks. Yeah. It's right. It, it's like and it's like I have to appreciate that joke because of Deadpool two and the Juggernaut song. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow! I mean, yeah. I mean, even yeah. It's there's some there's some smart stuff in there, but there's it's, there, it's, yeah. it's just heavily covered with a heaping helping layer of dumb, and, and, and that's not t- bad. We talked about orgasm, or we mentioned orgasm before. You know, uh, uh, Stone Parker stuff, and it's like that stuff cracks me up. And and I and I, and you guys both know that I'm like a lover of schlock, right? You know? And it's like, you brought it up once or twice, and, and is and it's like. This is the first time I'm hearing this. Especially if it's committed to, and you know, and it goes, and it says, "I love the South Park stuff." I, you know, I, I love, uh, uh, Book of Mormon, and and you know, because they go full out, and that's a live show, so it's like, yeah, you know, and people are like, "Oh my God, I can't believe they did that," but yes, of course they did it, and and the thing is, it, it's funny because it's true, you know, and it's like. You know, so but the, the idea of the schlock stuff and and Orgasmo is one of my favorite films of all time, and 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 that's loaded a... with <laughs> loaded <laughs> with dick and fart jokes and 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 one could argue that Orgasmo is, is entirely is, dick jokes exactly, and, and and I think it's one of the funniest things ever put on film, and and I and I've wanted to do the live stage version of that forever, you know, so it's like the idea that. I'm going to be put off by Kevin Smith's jokes or sense of humor. I can't say that because I don't know if anyone's that's one expecting of my, you to. That's one of my senses of humor. So. Here's the thing. It's ridiculous and stupid and dumb and raucous and kind of bad, but fun. I, I, I'm getting there. <laughs> but it, it is fun. fun. 
It is it is funny if you're if you're if you're of that mind if you're in the mood for it. It really is a turn off your brain kind of joke. And if you love the Viewisk universe, I think you'll love this. It is absolutely one hundred percent all it is on the on the ten is what it says on the ten. And I I don't know what you're expecting when you go into a movie. Jay and call Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Right. You know where I thought that bit was going <laughs> is I honestly for a second thought you were going to be like, yes, the movie is stupid and dumb and idiotic and moronic and terrible. And I forgot where I'm going with this, but. <laughs> It's a movie that we watched, and it happened, and it cost $22 million to make. Also true. So I mean. <laughs> we are more than halfway through the Viewers universe now. We've got three, well, two more films and a cartoon series yes. to watch. So coming up in May, we're going to be discussing Clerks the Cartoon and Clerks 2. And then in June, we're going to wrap up our Viewers universe discussion by talking about Jay and Silent Bob reboots before we move on to... The Adam's polar <laughs> opposite of Kevin Smith. No, we're still going to talk about Chris Nolan. Okay. We're going to go in the exact opposite Joke's direction. Joke's on you. I'm going to watch Adam Sandler movies and pretend they're Nolan movies. I will <laughs> kick you off this show so fast. But that would be an interesting third Why? Point. I'm punishing myself. You know that I can just reach slightly to my right and completely turn your mic down. That requires you to reach slightly to your right. <laughs> or around. Don't tempt me, I bitch. Or reach around. Or across this desk. <laughs> Yeah, let me know how that works out for you. Loudly. Ow. So, Stan, I don't. I, I, I always ask just out of habit, but you're you don't like social media. So, Chris, if people wanted to reach out to you online, where could they do that? I've, at? Li- I've lightened up. Whatever. Well, you I did the joke me. last week, so it's just it's Chris the OK on Twitter. You're not going to get much higher discourse than this from me, though. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to follow me online, you can reach me on Instagram at DB Hensley. Uh, if you enjoy this show, uh, you can find more of our backlog of episodes on our YouTube channel, which is linked in the show notes, along with more of our original content from Long Walk Productions. To find out more about Long Walk Productions, you can visit us online at Long us, or you can look for Long Walk Productions and Long Walk Podcasts on Facebook to give us a like and keep up with us. And as always, if you enjoy this show, please make sure to leave us a rating and a review on whatever platform you are listening on. Peace out. All you motherfuckers are going to pay. You are the